The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, August 28th, 2021. Motorcycle riders and cigars have gone hand-in-hand since 1901 because that's when Indian Motorcycle began making bikes right here near us in Springfield, Massachusetts. Today, Phil Zangi will talk about his cigar brand that goes hand-in-hand. We'll discuss, should you break up with your local brick-and-mortar retailer or not? Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to a kinder, gentler version of the Cigar Authority, now in its 12th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, as well as being awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. It is cigar radio at its finest. And the Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. You can catch the podcast on demand anytime or at our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. There you go. No Mr. Jonathan once again. That's two weeks in a row. He's got COVID, and um, that's that. He's not Superman. Has anyone else ever missed two weeks in a row? Never. Never. In the history of the show. Never. Yeah, I thought he would have gotten botulism, not COVID. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> bad meat in the can. Bad pork. Yeah. He, he's on the YouTube chat. He's okay. He's out there chatting. Yeah. Don't get too close to the keyboard. Nobody wants to catch your shit. <laughs> anyway, with us is Phil Zangy. Welcome back, Phil. Long time. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for bringing me back. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. Last time we did it was. Zoom. I feel like a third wheel. It was. Yeah. yeah. It was. Away. Feel like a third wheel. It's, it's okay, Bear. I love you too in a different way, but I still love you. <laughs> Um, so you're back, hit the road, sir. Showtime again. That's it. Showtime again. So, Making it happen, Cap. So yeah. uh, let, let's light it up. It's it's Indian Motorcycle Maduro. Mm-hmm. Everybody, grab your Indian Motorcycle Maduro out there, as Barry tells us what it's all about. Yep. As Dave mentioned, today's first cigar is Indian Motorcycle, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by Phil Zangi's Debonair Cigars, De Los Reyes Company. Yeah, at De Los Reyes Factory. Yep. The size is a five by fifty robusto, and it features a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper over Dominican binder, and Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back $7.69, while a box of 20 is $134.99, which comes out to just $6.99 per cigar. That's a savings of almost $19, or 12% off the box price, on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, Guys Cigars. Com. So it is a value brand, $7 cigar, and it's Broadleaf. Hmm. Is there a lower price Broadleaf on the market? I don't know about that. It's hard to get product. Mm-hmm. Do you still have it? Yeah, yeah I do. I have a good amount of it. I We've had purchased over the last years. Just I've just squirreled away. 
All right. Spoiled it away. That's yeah. the way to do it. Mm-hmm. And where everybody wants it, and here you have it, and it looks beautiful. It, it, it's it, time it, to it. cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Okay. So this is kind of meaty. And the cold, the cold drawer is meaty dense, as well. Dense, yeah. Well made. Yep. Pressed when we pressed for 24 hours, you know. It feels like it's not going to draw. But when you take a cold draw, yeah. you can taste those raisins. Yeah, I get a little meatiness as well. Yeah. Like, you know, like the uh, slightly singed outside part of the steak. And there is that raisin sweetness. Yeah, and, and a good draw. Yep. Although it's so packed, you wouldn't think it. But, again, I've been chain-smoking these for three days now. Yeah. And uh, perfect. They're firm. Yeah. But we age them for a long time, so they dry. They actually age correctly. They firm up in time. You know, we take care of it. And I like that. My whole thing is, I mean, I like a, I prefer a drier cigar, honestly. I like it because it burns like a match, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to firm up over time, too, but we'll see if that happens. (laughs) We're going to light our cigar today with the Lotus Chroma. The Lotus Chroma features a single-step ignition process, Ah. pinpoint dual flames, the patented big-ass tank, and it's available in a variety of colors at twoguyscigars.com, and it retails for $39.99. That's the Lotus Chroma. And this is a nice uh, red, almost like, um, what do they used to call this on the automobiles? Cordovan. No, oh, that no. was for the shoes. A candy apple red. red. Oh, candy apple red, yeah. Mm. Yeah. No yeah. metal flake, though. No? No, no metal flake in this. <laughs> Oh, it's great to be back, Dave. It's great to see you. you. Guys are healthy. I love coming to New England. I really enjoy it. You know, Good. it's kind of home. It is home. Yeah, yeah. In many ways, now it's more home. My son's going to school in Boston, and and it's like going back. My grandfather was born in Boston, and but then he moved upstate New York. But it's just weird that he revolves around getting back here after all my travels. Yeah. And now I'm kind of. And it's been very hot here, so that that's been good. Yeah, it's anyway. very sim- it's very similar to where I live now in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. You ever come back in the winter time? No, no, no. No. Not interested in Not that. Not really. I'm Nobody good. is. We got it back to back. Everybody's coming up because the weather's good. And then when it starts really getting mm-hmm. cold and stuff. I'll come for you. You know I would. Yeah. If you really made me a reason but, to. But, but it's all Zoom and stuff yeah. that pe- yeah. people don't want to It's very come lonely in the mm. winter. Mm. Absolutely. Um, so for those that don't know, Phil started a company years ago in the early 90s um, called Indian Tobacco. If you remember Indian Tobacco that's out there. And, you know, I'm going to say, unfortunately, you don't get, it, it was you that started it up, and you don't get the accolades of it. There's somebody else in the cigar industry that people think of Indian tobacco, and they say it's somebody else, which is Rocky <laughs> Patel. Yes, sir. But it was you by yourself that started that company. Yeah, 1991, in okay. Springfield, Mass., when I had the motorcycle company. 91. Yeah. So really, the boom hadn't even really started yet. You got in. How does that happen? I was I refounded Indian motorcycle in high school. I um, was doing a retail trades class in California, Dana Point, and a gentleman lived on my street named Nick De Leone. <clears throat> he was a he had a nineteen seventy Chevelle three ninety six Burgundy with black stripes or whatever, and he was and he was on our street, and I I kept talking to him about it, and I looked behind him, and his garage was full of Indian motorcycle memorabilia. So I said, Hey man, what do you got all that Indian stuff for? He's like, hey, You know what Indian is? And I'm like, Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, America's First, Springfield Mass, Clark Gable, blah, 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 all the stuff that went on. And uh, 
He's like, well, no, I own the trademark and this and that. And I say, hey, can you know what? I'm in a retail trades class. I do T-shirts. Can I use that trademark on a T-shirt? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. I said, okay. So I started doing that. And next thing you know, I'm selling like 1000 bucks, $1,200 on the weekends with T-shirts. Wow. I made a black one, a gray one, and a red While one. While you're in high school. I'm in high school. I'm a senior, wow. right? So I started doing that. And it gets growing and growing. Then I convinced my crazy father. I said, hey, Pop, man, I want to make motorcycles. And he's like, what do you mean you want to make motor- motorcycles? I said, yeah. So I got the Indian trademark and that we can do this and blah, blah, blah. We'll go with the apparel and accessories first, generate the income, and then put that in the, the engineering and finance and whatever. So I convinced him. And I went to Nick. And Nick goes, you know what? I'm going to sell you half the trademark for a dollar because I want to see what you're going to do with it. So from that, I graduated high school in 1991. I moved to Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, then we moved subsequently, very short time after, we moved to Avon, Connecticut. But we had our offices. We moved over the river into West Springfield on Avocado Street and opened up shop. So from that point on, it went full speed. So then we got Pioneer Engineering, Torrington Ball Bearing, Axel Corporation, York Corrugation, all the people that we, I looked up who were the historical people who worked with Indian and found out who they were and went and met with them. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, man, you guys made that stuff back in the, you know. So what ended up happening to it? it just, yeah, my dad stole all the money. No, but I mean, yeah. what happened to Indian before you Okay, 1901, let me give a quick, quick history. Okay. 1901, Hendy and Henstrom, two Swedes, were in bicycling in the, you know, in the velodrome stuff, yeah. right? So then they said they put a little bit of motor. They called it a camelback Indian. They put a motor in a motorcycle, um, in a bicycle, yeah. right? A single lung, one cylinder with a tank on the back, hence the word camelback, right? So on the back fender. So... Fast forward from 1901 to 1953, they made 6 million motorcycles, right? They are the innovators. They are the winners. They're the ones who pretty much set motorcycling in America, what it was. Yeah. Right? So the 1953, in the 50s, the DuPont family bought them, right? So Handy and Henstrom didn't like how the corporate was going, didn't like how they were dealing with it, you know, bad partners. And after the war, next thing you know, they, they came up with the Scout, right? So they're pushing for an inexpensive motorcycle for the people coming back from the war. Okay. The DuPont family didn't believe in it. They're like, nah, that's a stupid idea. It's not going to work, right? So end up, they, they resign. They sell the company off for its parts, but it ended up being in the last two years of the production, there were so many sales for the scouts that they just didn't realize that they, they couldn't take put the you know toothpaste back in the tube. They had closed the company, so Indian died. Then it went from there to rural Enfield in England. So there's rural Enfield Indians, which there's they're not worth much. They're ugly, but they just put the, the tank badge. They put the Indian logo, the script on the uh, on the tank. That stayed there. Then it went into the void. Then it went into public domain. It went into like just the trademark was out there. So subsequently, all these years passed. This guy Nick DeLeone buys it at auction, starts making um, like the Indian 80. Anybody out there that's my age or a little bit older will remember there was an Indian 80 motorcycle, a little mini bike. Okay. So he started doing that. And then he started to um, also make these Piaggios, which are like, like the scooters. He was going to bring them into the States to start to try to bring the bike back. He had a big factory full of them in New Jersey and it burned down. Something, a tragedy happened. So he said, I'm done with this. So he just kept it in, he kept it in um, interstate commerce where he yeah. would send something, you know, yearly. Yeah. And he was, and then he focused on, he was a genius. This guy, I'm talking a legit genius. He was one of the first people accredited to making the riding leathers, really developing a race helmet that could protect you, gloves. Just a genius guy. So that's Nick's story. And Nick was one of the best guys I've ever met in my life. All right. That's how I got it. That's how it, that's Indian in so a you, nutshell. It's a lot so, more than that. Yeah. But. So you're going to end up making the motorcycle. That falls apart. Oh, like, yeah. It fell apart spectacularly. But, um, yeah. So then from there, I had the Indian. So during that same period of time, I'm going to New York a lot and doing all this stuff with Indian motorcycle. And I'm like 19 years old, president of Indian motorcycle, <laughs> living like a mat, like a pimp, you know, like, wow, I don't know. I don't know any difference. So I'm with my dad. It's pretty great at the time. So 
I um, grew up around cigars. My dad was a member of the Royal Humidor Society at Dunhill. There's a picture of me in my christening in the bassinet that I'm there with all these guineas around smoking cigars. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's in my bloodstream. So I said, you know, my dad used to have a saying. He said, you know, a man who has time to smoke a cigar has money to burn. So I'm like, man, I'm balling right now. I'm going to make a cigar. So I get a phone book out and I look up UST, Stanford, Connecticut. Wow, that sounds legit. U.S. Tobacco. U.S. Tobacco Corporation. So I just, now you got to all remember out there, try to get a hold of any of the people way above me or even my level to get a hold of us. I'm easy to get a hold of. In the 1990s. In the 90s. But now imagine you try to call General Cigar and I want to talk to the president. They're going to go, yeah, good for you. I mean, they don't even know how to get a hold of him, actually. Yeah. You know? So I called the U.S.T. in Stanford and I said, hey, I want to talk to the head of the division of long filler cigars, what they were called then. They weren't premium. That was, there's no mention of that. So, transfer. This guy named Raymond Guys picks up the phone. Hey, Raymond. Yeah. My name's Phil Zangi. I'm the president of Indian Motorcycle, Springfield, Massachusetts. I want to make a cigar. What? Yeah, I want to make a premium cigar. And this is the idea I have. I want to make this. It's called Indian Tobacco Company, right? It's, I, had a, I was sitting in my house looking at the mirror, and I had an Indian headdress logo on the wall, and it was reflected reverse in the mirror. So it's two Indians looking at each other, and I went to a guy that was in, a, oh, I think Old Lyme, Connecticut, where the Griswold Inn is. And um, he was the guy who did all the artwork for like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and he did the Snapple uh-huh. design. I just met him in some weird thing. And so he designed it with me. So it's two Indians looking at the world, right? It won packaging awards. It, all kinds of yeah. stuff. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. And it was cool because I, I mean, I just, I don't know. I like doing stuff. So I convinced, I say, Raymond, you know what? I want to do this. And he goes, I say, I'll come see you. He goes, no, no, I'll come see you. So I know now that he wanted to qualify me. So then this guy shows up, right? So he's in a brand new Cadillac, gets out in a three-piece suit, shock of white hair, Rolex on. I'm like, that's a that's a Mac. What is this guy? Comes in, half Turkish, half French. Gentleman's gentleman, which subsequently was the beginning of what the debonair ideal became decades later. Yeah, yeah. Right? So this was the epitome for me. That's why you know me in the, in the shows. You've been yeah. there. Three-piece suit. Tobacco man looks like this. Yeah. Shine shoes. Gentleman. That's what it is, right? So he starts talking to me. He's like, so what do you want to do? I said, look, I want to make this. I want to make the... Air, with the arrow, first I wanted to call it the Republican because it was conservative, a little, like, you know, a little Panatella. Okay. Then I wanted a boxer, right, because I'm a boxer. Yeah. And they also made a bike, right? It was like a Robusto. Then there was the TP, which was the Torpedo. Yeah. Then there was the Chief, was the Double Corona, the Presidente. Yeah. Right? And the Tomahawk was the, whatever, all these names. so well. Yeah, you remember them, right? Yeah. yeah. So then I said, okay, but this is how I want to make the box. I want to make it, you know, um, routered edges, high top, dovetailed, really early Americana, stuff like that. He's like, great, but listen, Sin, you know anything about cigars? I said, I have nothing, I know nothing about it. But you were a cigar smoker? Cigar smoker, yeah. yeah. I was stealing my dad's stuff. Yeah. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. All I right. mean, I mean, honestly. So he goes, okay, this is what we do, and this is what we've been up to, and this is UST thing. So it's all shade, right? Now I know now what it is, but right. I know what it was. He goes, okay, I go, shade what? He goes, well, you go, how do you go home at night? So I will go in 91, I take a ride at Bradley Field, and I cut through Simsbury. And he's like, well, you see all those barns and all those things? Ah, yeah, they got fabric hanging. That's called shade-grown tobacco. Huh. Okay, you say it's good? I believe you. So we made it. So we made the first run of the Indian Classics, right? So we did that. So that goes real good. I'm not selling them. I'm giving them away. If you buy a jacket, you buy a bike that's been restored, you talk to me. I don't know. I'm just giving stuff out. I got my own cigar brand. Just handing them out. Now, this is 91, 92, 93, 94. I get calls now from what ninety two was Sir of Chanel came out and these people George Brightman and and um, yeah what's the, what's the old man's name uh, Shankin mm-hmm. I get calls from them you want to advertise I'm like why would I advertise in cigar magazine I'm a motorcycle guy no but you make cigars I'm like I kind of do but I give them away and whatever so 
Goes to that point, then the world drops out from underneath me. My father embezzles all the money, all this crazy. It's a long story, guys, and no one wants to listen to it right now. Hey, there's yeah. a book coming out yeah. about it. Yeah. There's <laughs> a book yeah. coming out about it, yeah. which I, it's yeah. got to be so fascinating, but we'll get into that yeah, later. That's, and um, I can say this. this is, I can't use this in the book, but, what, but I've been coined as the guinea Forrest Gump. So um, <laughs> I've been around a lot of things. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I love it, and it's like, and this is going to sound like corny, and I'm not trying to kiss your ass, but a guy like you is one of the reasons why I still like doing this, you know, because, I mean, there's a lot of, like, we always talk about these different stages in cigar shops, which are one of your things today is how, we kill, yeah. you know, I mean, you got your hobby owner, yeah. right? You got your multiple part, partner owner, that guys that are just, sure. you know, and then you got the o- operator owner, yeah. owner operator, which is, which is a business manager, which is Mr. Groffalo here, and that, that has tied, you know, through the test of time and grinding and people, you know, it's, he makes it look so simple, you know, and me on my other hand, I mean, a lot of people look at me and they're like, well, how do you keep being happy and animated and all this stuff? And it's like, well, you know, I, A, love what I do. B, I think it's worth it. And C, how many things can you actually say that are truly handmade, artisanal, yeah. smokable sculpture, all the BS that these guys or us guys paint for you guys out there. But when somebody like me that actually lives in these countries and dedicated my life to this, and I've done many other things, but it's always in that realm. It's always in that same wheelhouse as people like to use that term. Um, it's a beautiful artisanal thing that, that it's a passion thing. And going back to that with, with the Indian and getting in all those things. And I just didn't know any better. So it blows up. I end up taking it all. And my name is mud because of my dad. So I moved to Honduras, not speaking Spanish. So yeah. at this point, never mind the motorcycle. Mm-mm. You are all in with the cigar end. I had, you a, you I loved had. it. You ended up liking it and saying, all right, I'm going to, you know, it's pretty much what happened to me. I was in a different business. Let me have a little cigar shop on the side. Mm-hmm. I'm in. And then I fall in love with the thing. And I go, if I can only just do this. Yeah. I mean, I watched, I'm a big movie fan. So, I mean, I'm like, you know, Romancing the Stone, Indiana Jones, King Solomon Mines. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to move to these countries. I get to ride a horse and carry a gun and whatever the <laughs> fuck I want to do. Yeah. And I just got to be nice to people like in the States and they like me. And I'm like, I just, I just dug in like an Alabama tick. I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. You know? So I went down there and I really did fall in love with it, man. It's like, I remember rolling first over the hill, going to the valley of, you know, Dan Lee, you know? And I see this place and there's these two hills. There's like the, you know, the San Cristobal peak here and then there's Apaguis here and it's like these two magnetic polar thing where it's 70 degrees all year round and people say, oh, it's a shithole there. I'm like, listen, guys, I, you're looking straight ahead. You're not looking at the, the, the view where there's not a cloud in the sky and there's no pollution and the, the, the roosters are crowing. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. And I'm coming from driving Ferraris and living with my dad. is insanity of a life and I'm like, you know what? I ain't nobody going to find me here. <laughs> I'm going to hang out, you know? And I just fell madly in love with it. And subsequently, I met the love of my life there. And my firstborn was my son, Phil, was born there. Hi to Phil and Sal and Sophie. You're probably out there watching. And um, and my what beautiful wife, Ocides, thank you for dealing with me all these years. And that kind of stuff, you know? And that's the thing that I don't think people really get about the cigar industry is when you get into it so deeply, the personalities and the family-orientated, you know, issues you deal with in cigars these are really run by families right these are generational you know companies and and it's like you want to make a a a small fortune in tobacco you got to invest a large one and so you know i mean you know people say oh i want to be like padrone yeah you got 50 years in your pocket man i mean come on this thing remember that's what people say to me hey you know you're really known now phil and all this yes it took me took me 30 years to become famous overnight right you know well you got all in 
to tobacco. You didn't fall in love with just cigars. Mm-mm. You said, Mm-mm. I am a tobacco guy. I'm going to make every single thing from pipe tobacco to, mm. I mean, all the Homogenized way Homogenized tobacco yes, products, everything. flavoring, everything. Because, I mean, Napoleon Hill always says, you know, in lo- if you really want to be successful in life, you got to have, you know, a defined purpose, right? Sure. You know, backed by accurate thinking, mm. right? And then equals specified knowledge which will equal success. So basically, if you're going to do something, do it all the way in and learn every single little aspect of it. So, I mean, I have no backup plan. <laughs> right, right. That's the way to go. Sink or swim, yeah, right? That's it. That's it. You know, I mean, 50 Cent stole my saying, get rich or die trying. I mean, I was pretty much lived that when I went down there. I mean, don't speak Spanish. Have $2,000 total of my name. I go to UST. I go in there and a new guy gets in there. Raymond retires. I go in there to get... It going, I go inside there, and this guy Larry Palumbo, a good old guinea. I'm like, ah. oh, I'm gonna be good. No, wasn't good. He's like, here's your bands and here's a bill. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. like, paisan. Nah, there's no paisan stuff here. Here, take it. You owe me a grand. So now I went from two grand to a grand. Now I'm living in a hotel in Donnelly, Honduras. Wow. Right. So it's all gonna be in the book. That's what you say. I mean, yes. It's, and it's because it's. Yeah, I'll carry on too much, but it. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm running your show right now. You, That's you, all right. You know, yeah. It works. What, what a story of what happened. And I, I was lucky enough to watch this as it <laughs> went on and, and, and see how this thing played, played out throughout. All of a sudden comes Rocky Patel. Right. I meet Rocky. This is how... This you, is, you met an attorney at a bar. Okay, this is how it went. My sister... Okay. Later on, guys, and you'll read, hopefully you'll read the book and whatever, but um, my dad destroyed me. He took all my money. He left me many times in horrible situations. So... I was estranged from him. So I'm in California on my own, running around in a Grand Wagoneer selling cigars. So my dad gets cancer. So I'm back in Honduras at the time. My sister calls me and says, your dad's dying. I said, it's your dad. Yep, all our dad's dying, whatever. But he wants to see you. I'm like, I don't know. He's like, look. I said, if he wants to see me, tell him to buy me a ticket and I'll come because I'm busy. So he buys me a ticket. So I fly out to California, stay at my sister's house. So exactly at the same time, my brother-in-law's sister married a, a head chef guy. Named Hannes Kratzitzer, right? Now, he is now opening a new cigar lounge on Cannon Drive in Beverly Hills called the Grand Havana Room. So my father becomes a founding member of that place, right? So, and he's dying of cancer, but then he gets, you know, they, you know, I always say them the devil didn't even want my dad because they they know they put 15 feet out of him. He's eating chicken wings two weeks later. But so end up, my dad becomes a member there. I tell dad, do me a favor, give me that Lincoln and make me a member there. So I become a member there. With my dad, I'm doing all this stuff, launching stuff, Indian tobacco, bang, bang, boom, 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 all these famous people. Yeah, I'm sitting next to this side is Mel Gibson over there, there's Arnold Schwarzenegger, and every other B and C and D back to producers, big time guys, right? Direct, oh, you know, sure. running studio shit, really big time people. Yeah, you're in you're in the mid '90s now. Mid '90s, we're yeah. at '95, okay. right? So, um, so then it gets to I'm doing that, running around. So my dad, we're kind of cool. He goes, I met this Indian cat, man. He's a lawyer. He's likes running around with girls. He's a cool guy. He's a real fucking handsome guy, real cool. He loves cigars, and he loves your cigar. I've given them to him. Why don't you talk to him? Because I know you're looking for a partner. I'm like, all right, meet Rocky, best buddies, get along fucking amazing well, great guy, cool. So we start talking, and he's like, I really like these cigars, man. It's really interesting. I said, it is a great industry, man. It's great. But, you know, I'm pretty much, I'm so broke I can't pay attention at this point. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I got all these orders, and I got no money to buy boxes and... <laughs> You know what I mean? So he gives me a certain amount of money. We become partners. 50-50 partner. 50-50 partner. So, and, but he, and he's an attorney. He's an attorney. And does he decide, I'm going to get out? I'm, in, I'm all in? in a, no, not really no? at that okay. point. He's still doing his thing. Rock, okay. Rock's a hustler. He knows what he's doing. So um, 
So he's doing that, and I end up going to his law office, and I have a little cubicle there, and that's where the Indian tobacco started. So then we get bigger, so I end up moving out of there, and we end up moving in together in his apartment that he had in Venice on Rose and 6th Street, right by Santa Monica. And um, we downstairs, he got to go into the garages, and he had like an office in there. So we started an office. So, yeah. you know, and he never said that to me, but it started in, an o- it started in, in the a garage, garage too. So that's the amazing thing about this. We're talking of, he's got like a, you know, thousand foot warehouses now, mm-hmm. thousands of feet, hundred and something, 117,000 square feet or something like this. Something crazy. It starts in the mm-hmm. garage, mm-hmm. which is Perdomo started in the garage, Cusano started in the garage. It's yeah, just, Jeff Bezos I'm, started in the garage. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But okay. I mean, that's an easy place to put it because it's cheap. But um, so we, get, we grow and grow and grow. And then... um. It's a long and, story. And in the meantime, you're, you're going back to Honduras. I'm always in Honduras then. So I'm on the road. So And, and I'm on the road. Then it gets to about like 98. And I say, Rock, do me a favor. Go on the road, man. Okay. Help me out. Because we're doing, I'm like living in Jalapa Valley, growing crops, bringing them out. I leave UST. I go to Honduras Cuban Tobaccos. That place is an awesome place, but they have no tobacco, no nothing. So, I mean, I'm not there 72 hours in, in uh, Honduras. The first time I ever went, I get it picked up by this guy, Gabriel Arizabal. I go, we get in the, the Land Cruiser, and I see him. He's got a gun, and I say, hey, man, give me one. So we take off and go to Don Lee. What? Same thing I did when I got to Honduras. Yeah. <laughs> the guy had a gun. I said, can I have one, too? <laughs> pass and me he one. gave me one. Yeah, pass me <laughs> one. So, I, so then I go there, and I go to the, I'm talking to him about the factory. How I met him is I got a, Raymond said, my, their umbrella's going to close. I'm retiring. He gave me an RTDA manual, right? I go in there, and I start looking through things, and I see HCT, Honduras, Cuban Tobaccos, in Don Lee. How big can Don Lee be? And that sounds like a good fucking yeah. name. So I call it, and it's a, it's a good name. It's a good name. It sounds, it sounds legit <laughs> yeah. to me. Honduras, Cuban Tobaccos. I mean, right on. Nice little flower thing. I'm like, this is a nice logo. Yeah. So I call this, and it's a Miami number. So I call this number. It's a law office in Miami, right? And I'm speaking fast as I speak right now. And I'm like, look, I need to do this. I need to do that. And the lady's like, como? Que? Que está diciendo? I'm like, I start speaking Italian. I'm like, God, say, io faccio la una cosa di tabacco e cigari. No, she's like, come on. You don't have no idea what the fuck I'm saying yeah. at this point. So I'm like, here's my number. Have somebody call me. Okay, hang up. Like a week past that. I'm like, now I broke up with my girl. I'm in North Carolina. That's a whole other story. And I'm, I've sold all my, my Corvette, all my guns, anything that was worth anything. And I had was moving furniture at the time. So I met this guy from IBM, VP of IBM America. And he had, I'd moved his furniture into his home. And he had a 1981 Grand Wagoner Limited in mint condition, right? And his side gig was, because he was Australian, he sold sheepskins. Right, so the whole car was decked out in sheepskin, oh, super fly. Right, <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, this thing's fly, kind of, but it wasn't tacky because it was like, like natural, whatever. So I ended up buying a condom joke in yeah. here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I end up buying the truck from him. I have it parked, and I have that outfit in the back with like a humidor, right? Because it's huge, right? So I know I'm going on the road, and so um, I end up uh, when I'm in now I'm in Honduras, and um, where the heck was I then? So now I go from North Carolina, but I'm back in Honduras. And when I meet with then uh, I, the, the phone call, so then I'm I'm go back I'm back in North Carolina I'm getting everything set together and I get a phone call and this guy calls me he's like is this Phil Zangi I said yeah because at that time I had them <laughs> yeah I don't know who it is because <laughs> yeah, no, my pop was like on Who's the lamb calling no, pop was on the lamb <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm like yeah I don't yeah good um, yeah my name's Gabriel and my girlfriend's Claudia and we took over the factory in Honduras are we are you a client of ours. Ah. I'm like, no, because we just took over the factory, and there's a stack of papers here. Are you an existing client? I said, no, I want to be a client. I want to do this. I want to make the best. I want to, you know, right? So um, he's like, right on, man. Um, Yeah, come down. I said, I'll be there in a week. 
So I fly down there. Okay, I'll pick you up. Cool. He picks me up. So I'm like, I got to go to UST. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm making cigars with them. I'm going to see what's going on, but I don't think the vibe's good. So, you know, the Pirate Test story, yep. Larry Palumbo, get the, um, the, the giant, like, boot, boom, yep. out the door. I go there to him. I go, hey, man, I'm not on the factor anymore. Let's make cigars. He's like, it's the best factor there is, but I have no tobacco. So I'm going to Jalapa, and I'll leave you at the hotel. I said, listen, I ain't got two pennies to rub together, man. Let, let, I'll go with you. So we go across. We go to Jalapa. We're doing this. We cross. No passport. Sneaky, sneaky through Trojas. <laughs> we get there. We're in there, and we're at the at these barns, these hanging barns. So now we're buying a rama, okay? So basically what it does is when you take it out of a, a hanging barn, they have these big bulks of tobacco in this, like, in, like, lona or, like, or like a, say, like, yute or, like, burlap, right? They wrap it up, 300 pounds, throw it in there, and then you take that back to where you make pilones, right? Sure. Where you make your trojas yeah. or your bulks. I see this dude ride up on a bike out of the corner of my eye. Seriously, I'm doing like feats of strength. I'm fat that time because of uh, like I was eating so much work moving furniture, but I was strong as a bull. So I'm doing these feats of strength with these idiots throwing these bales and stuff. And so I'm sweating like a pig. So Gabriel comes over and says, we got to go, man. I go, go where? We got to go into town and grab that guy's bike and put it in the back of the truck. So we get, we're about to get in the truck and I'm going, where are we going? We're going to jail. So we're going to jail? Fucking the garage, what are you out of your mind? Oh, He's yeah. like, yeah, man. We got to go talk to these people. So what do you mean? I talk to these people. Well, fuck, man. Whatever. Let's go. Get in the car. So I got that 380 Beretta on me, right? Yeah. So I look at him and I just raise my, I'm like sitting there and going, what am I going to do? I'm looking in the mirror and he's like, be cool. I'm not going to kill nobody, but I'm like, what are we doing? So we get there, park the truck. They put us in like, you know, Mayberry PD, Beth, clank, clank thing. Yeah. I'm sitting there on the thing. I'm looking at him and I, I'm fat at the time. So I look at my friend. I'd raise up my shirt and that guy with a gun on me. I'm sitting in a cell yeah. in <laughs> Nicaragua with, with a, a fucking gun on me. <laughs> and I go, well, this is how it's going to end up. I guess this is how it's going to be. So I start talking. I mean, he goes, don't speak in English, man. Because this is right after the war. Yeah. And I'm in like full Comunista, Sandinista territory, right? And that whole Jalapa Valley was the red zone because that's like, say on your table here, this is Honduras, this is Nicaragua, and here's Jalapa, right? So I start talking to him and I go, look, man, I got to get some cigarettes, man. I'm dying. So they're in the car and I got some magazines and we'll just give them to these guys. So he starts talking to the guy and I go, I got some. Huh? The guy's like, what? And he goes, look, he needs his cigarettes and he's got some magazines he wants to give to you guys. So they open it up. Boom. We go out, I give them to him. They leave the gate open. So we're just sitting there talking. Here comes a commandante, right? What's up? What are you guys doing here? Blah, blah, blah. So, Bakes, long story short, we're sitting with them and we're doing tobacco. And Gabe's explaining to him. I said, Look, and I said, I can be Do you speak English at all? And he goes, Kinda. And I said, Gabe, okay, now I can have him translate. I said, Look, man, I'm really into philanthropy. He goes, What? I'm really a philanthropist. I like to sponsor baseball teams. I know, uh, you know, ballet classes are expensive, Managua, and all that stuff. And I love to sponsor things for you. And he goes, <laughs> Really? Yeah, I'm all about that, man. Policeman's Union, you know, the fraternal order shit. I'm all about that. Can I help sponsor? This and he's like, off. yeah, <laughs> this is good. He's like, yeah, yeah. I, I, we have a baseball team. And I said, sure, I'll send you stuff and whatever. And he goes, well, what do you need? I said, nothing. You know, well, we go across the border all the time and I just don't want any trouble. So that's what you guys are doing. No guns, no dope, no nothing. No, nothing like that. We're tobacco people. We take the stuff from here. We bring it to Dan Lee and we, we ferment and we make stuff. Deal. I like you. Boom. Off to the races. And you're green, out. Green light, like out. Just walk. The thing was open. I mean, yeah, I'm out. So we go back to the thing, get it. I'm, you know, after you know the, the adrenaline dump. I'm like, what do I want to do? Everything's good. So then, then it just, I mean, God was with me, or whatever you out there consider. I do consider God. So off to the races. Next right. thing you know, boom. Stay, stay right where you are. It's time to make sense right now. We're talking about tasting cigars, and it's brought to you by Cigar Sense. Cigar Sense offers a variety of resources to help cigar lovers get the most out of fine cigars. It's all about helping you respect your palate. From personalized cigar recommendations to cigar profiles based on sensory analysis, articles, and seminars. 
And now there's also a course, a cigar tasting course, which develops your sensory skills. You'll learn to identify aromas, tastes, and palate sensations. You'll learn to describe the flavors while appreciating what you're experiencing as you smoke. Visit Cigar Sense and start your sensory adventure with free membership. Here's today's Cigar Sense tip. And like Jonathan, I uh, played around with the site for quite some time, and then I heard he upgraded to a paid plan, and I couldn't let him one-up me, so I upgraded as well. I'm in. And it's like having your own personal cigar concierge. Yeah. You know, somebody to help you find and navigate the premium cigar market. And uh, for our listeners who upgrade to a premium account this weekend, use the promo code TCA30, and you'll receive a 30% discount off your Cigar Sense premium account. You won't regret it, and I respected my palate enough to sign up to Cigar Sense. Isn't it time you respect yours? All right, so what are we supposed to be tasting on the Indian Tobacco Maduro right now that we're smoking? I mean, a little raisin note to me. Yep, that's what I got right off the bat. The broadleaf gives that little sweet. Even before I lit it, I tasted it, and now I still taste it. The broadleaf gives that sweet raisiny. Mm. You know, some people say Quarant, and that tastes like raisins to me. Yeah. The San Vicente will give you a little bit of spice, the binder. A little bit, not a, like a pepper spice, but a little bit of like just a tinge, right? Then you got the HVA, Ligero from Nicaragua, which give you that earthy or that savory, that deep taste. Then we got Piloto Cubano, Mejorado, that Leo Reyes grows, and that's in a seco form. So you're basically going to get the real floral and sweet patterns from it. So it mixes well together. These two, yeah, but they don't, nice they, don't they don't fight. They don't, it's real mellow. It's really linear, you know? Dominican, Nicaraguan. Mm. With uh, a Connecticut broadleaf. Broadleaf binder. Good, broadleaf wrapper, good co- yeah. yeah. Hmm? Good combination. Good Tasty, combi- right? It's nice. Burns perfect. Very nice. Yeah. Burn perfect. It's good. And it's priced so well. It's a value brand today, as Indian uh, tobacco was. As Indian motorcycles are. For what we, you get. There we go. Right. What you get from this or that bike is the price is it's, 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 it's inexpensive. There we go. Yeah. All right. Let's go to break. When we come back. Brick-and-mortar retailers have been losing out to online giants. I've been pushing and promoting brick-and-mortar for some time now, but it made me start thinking a little differently lately. Should you break up with your brick-and-mortar retailer? I'll explain when we get back. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. 
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy. The Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. Sono Michael Cappellini dal Toscano Cigars e stai ascoltando al Cigar Authority sul United Podcast Network. Benvenuti a tutti voi. And we are back and we're smoking Indian Motorcycle Cigars with Phil Zangi from Indian Motorcycle Cigars. And we're not one a time in it here. We're mass communicating. Mass communicating. <laughs> not one at a time in here. I'm just going to interrupt you really quickly. I just want to give a shout out to Nick, who's here from Facking Good Coffee. Uh, Wait, what did you say? What did you say? Facking. <laughs> that's, like, that's my best Boston accent. Facking. F A K. Where did I facking pack the car? Yeah. F A K I N G. F A H. Oh. 
K-I-N-G. Good coffee. Fucking. Fucking. With the king on the on the thing. It's beautiful looking. Packaging is beautiful. The mugs are beautiful. So what do they do? Go to Farking. You, you go to FarkingGoodCoffee.com. <laughs> F-A-H-K-I-N-G. It's cool, right? G-O-O-D. Coffee. All right. It's awesome. All right, we'll, yeah. get, we'll get that brewing. Congratulations. Yeah. So, Phil, long story you have. Yeah, and, and you've only heard a little taste of it, but you have a book coming out. Yes. It'll be out probably beginning of next year. Okay. Yeah. And it's one long day. The one, Phil Zangi story. <laughs> one long day. This feels like a long day already. <laughs> really? Uh, I know the story. It is, it is fascinating what happened. And you know something? You're still a young man. Yes, sir. So we have much more to go. Looking forward uh, to it. Uh, and see where this ends up going and, and see where uh, Indian Motorcycle Cigars go or whatever new brands are coming. We'll get into some yeah. of that. Yes, Dave, sir. Dave, the chat room said we got two hours of content in 30 minutes. We did. Because he talks <laughs> fast and you can get what it is. But let me tell you, I, I can't wait to, look, to see the book myself. Hey, quick question about the cigar. What would you give it for a strength rating? Because uh, Paul Kraft... Weighed in on the power rating for this cigar. All right, six. And I think he's way off. A little more than medium. Yeah, I think six, seven, Phil, on a scale of one to ten. Say five, six, no more. Yeah. And Phil had it in as a four. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little more than yeah. a five. I, I agree. A little more than medium. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm getting down. I got to take the band off now. I'm, I'm, I got that low. We're, we're smoking a Robusto, uh, a true Robusto, mm-hmm. five by 50. A true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't mean I never I didn't make it. I tried to make it truly a medium cigar. Yeah, with a ligero, fifty percent seco, fifty percent with a you know a, a, you know a second priming binder. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it is. I mean remember that you know one thing that doesn't abide my majority rule is a person's palate. Yes, which you will think is very strong. I might think is nothing because you know it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So there's a whole bunch of retailers out there. You're 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 in a good amount of retail. Yeah, we're in a okay. good amount now, like and, more than I thought. And yeah. over the years, you've been to a lot of retail stores. Oh, good lord, yeah. Okay, beautiful, so, great experiences. You know, I'm a big promoter of supporting brick and mortar. I say it every single show. I live by that, even on a personal level. Not just cigar shops that I, I try to buy local the best mm-hmm. I can. I know sometimes it's easy to buy online, but I'd rather go local so that the money stays in the community. Uh, plus, these are people that live here, and mm-hmm. you know they're my, you know, Truly. neighbors basically, right? Um, I've taught classes to help brick and mortar retailers. I wrote a book to help brick and mortar retailers. Uh, and actually, Monday, I'm speaking at the Cigar New York Tobacconist Association golf tournament uh, to help them because, you know, they're 75% tax. Yeah. Um, so always wanting to support it and always saying just support brick and mortar. And then it dawns on me as I've been getting terrible service. A lot of places, terrible, terrible service. And so there's excuses to it of people are looking, for, they don't have enough employees. Yeah, nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to work and all this there's stuff. There's many factors, yeah. But it's like, to, to some, it's they're not even trying. I mean, it, it's, it's terrible, and there's the owner of it. He doesn't care either. We see it in a lot of cigar shops, unfortunately, that they, they're, they're sitting back and, then, and they're not. Plain solitaire, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's really bad. Of what it is. So um, should you break up with your brick-and-mortar retailer? And I'm not saying go online, find another one or whatever, but should we should be supporting bad brick-and-mortar retailer? And it's almost like at that point giving the charity because I, I, I'm really getting turned off to some of these people. If 
my opinion is if your brick and mortar was good pre-pandemic to ride the wave with him because people are angry right now people are going through things it's hard to have that upbeat persona you know where i go fill my prescription the guy you know always greeted me by name he always knew me he's now doing like 13 hour days he told me i don't expect him to be happy to see me i don't expect him to be nice it's a wave, and this too shall pass. So I'm giving everybody so. the benefit of yeah, the doubt. Yeah, give them the benefit of the doubt. But, um, you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm not willing to help people that aren't willing to help themselves. I'm not willing to help uh, business uh, pay for people, spend my money at people that, um, you know, aren't providing any service, service at all. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it feels like charity at, at some point. It feels like you're getting beat. Right. Um I don't have a good argument, uh, you know, to support bad ones right now. I'm going to try at the end of this thing, uh, but I think I'm, I'm losing the argument because I've talked to other people. And, you know, I, I see people in all businesses because I work in cigar retail mm-hmm. and they own all these businesses. Um, so uh, let, let's see the reasons why uh, you might want to leave. Mm-hmm. First off, the store is dirty. Now. Yeah, you're busy and you don't have enough employees and stuff, but at the end of the day, you lock the door and you clean the damn place, right? right? Or you come in a half hour <clears throat> early and you clean the place. Right. Uh, or the or your day off. Yes. And, you know, if if you have a day off, um, it's not acceptable to, for this thing to end up piling up to the point it is. Uh, bathroom is dirty. Imagine if it was a restaurant and the bathroom's dirty. You've got to be scared shitless of what's happening in the kitchen mm-hmm. behind that. Um, c- cigar shop is is another thing. I mean, it's just not acceptable for this to be happening. Uh, the the temperature of the store is too hot. We just had a heat wave. If your store is too hot, True. What happens to heat and tobacco? It's swell. It's a many things you can get bugged. Things many things can happen. Did it's you weird. you heard somebody say to us to me yesterday? Walked over to me and it says. I buy the same cigar somewhere else, and it tastes better in your shop. Yeah, he said that this morning. It was this morning. It was this morning, yeah. And he said, and also in Florida, they're better. You know, it has to do how with the store itself is taking care of the product that's there. All the work you put into it, and then the store, the work you put in the packaging, they break the tops off your boxes and put them, that they store them in bad conditions and things like that. Um, They got to stop this. Humidity, the humidors are not regulated properly, and then all of a sudden they ruin your existing product because it is, they're not, it is whose fault is it? Right, it becomes your fault, and, and you know going into the store that this guy's you, you got to hope he sells a cigar really fast True. before he ruins it. The staff is not educated or trained on the product; they don't know about the product. That's the biggest issue in the cigar industry, in my opinion, 100%. is employees are not trained. Therefore, the consumer knows more than the the professional, the tobacconist. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the New Hampshire tobacconist. That's a strong word, a tobacconist. What is a tobacconist? He knows all about tobacco. Of course, that's his. Yeah, that's his thing. It's vocation. Yeah, he, he should. Um, they are not good at customer service. They are actually, if you're not good at customer service, there's no medium. You're either good or you're bad mm-hmm. at customer service. You're either you're either <laughs> yeah. providing customer service or you're not. So if somebody is not excelling in customer service, they're bad. Uh, and it can be switched. It can be fixed. They need to get it fixed. Um, they are rude or unhappy. 
So you're mentioning, okay, the guy's working 13 hours a day. You know we were four people shot with Jonathan yeah. getting COVID and different things that were going around. Somebody was on vacation. So I'm four guys short this week, and I hit the floor, and I worked four days. Right, but you see on- the light at the end of the tunnel. You know in 10 days' time yeah. it's going to be fixed to a degree. But listen, you A got- lot of people don't know when that fix is going to happen. But – we have to come in, and we talked about it earlier today, and become a chameleon. And actually, you, you got to fake it, your happiness, because who wants to go into the store? Because I'm unhappy today because I'm four guys mm-hmm. down, and I'm going to show you my unhappiness. The reason why you came into my store is to be happy. Maybe you're unhappy. No. You don't come here to hear my griping and, and you, bullshit. The minute you open your door, you're on stage. Stage, that's mm-hmm. it. That's exactly. it. The show, it's, it's a show sometimes that I have to act happy when I'm not happy. Of course. But that's part of it. Barry, who's, who answers the phone, you better act happy, even when you're unhappy. Mm-hmm. When you pick the phone up, put a smile on your face. They can hear it. You've heard me say all this bullshit before. you got to freaking turn it on. Uh, this is the time to do it, especially when people are not providing. You, you can, like, shine unbelievable, unbelievable. when everybody else is, is being take so market, bad take, take a market share from it. I mean, it is a business in the end, right? Absolutely. Um, and, and being rude on top of no, it. That's I mean, not- that's crazy. Um, they don't um, have the merchandise in stock. And that you can't blame the brick and mortar for. Not right the now. supply chain. Yep. Yes, I can because I was at the New Hampshire Association golf tournament yesterday, and all the reps were there, and they were working while they were there. They were at the hole passing out cigars, but they were taking orders and stuff on phones, and I'm sitting with these guys as they're doing it, and I'm looking at these orders people are ordering, ones and twos of certain product. I'm like, are they out of their mind? First off, the thing is is back ordered to begin with. Then when it comes in, just to replace the guy that's ordering Mm -hmm. that one box of cigar means you don't have one for the other guy. Right. You can't even grow your business. So a guy like that, yeah, you can hold that owner responsible. But there are certain cigars that have not been available because the factories just haven't been able to keep up. You got to take in. I know because we're ordering heavy and we're seeing we'll get a glass. But, Phil. But you got to take that supply chain into. The average store that's ordering from you, Mm -hmm. are they buying 10 at a time? Are they buying? No. They're buying ones, twos, threes. Fives. It's gone up. I'm not, yeah. But, yeah, All but right. Still, yeah. But still, no, but it's, there's no, it's hard. It's, it's, yeah. Listen, I was little too. When the cigar boom was going on, I was little and I couldn't afford the order I was about to place, but I figured I was going to be short on that order anyway. Mm-hmm. And let me order it and get what I can get in there. The, the, the retailer has to start stepping it up and order more than he needs or else he ain't getting any. Uh, how's supply, by the way? For me, it's fine. Good. Okay. Everybody out there, all the Indians you want. There we go. (laughs) And debonair, yeah. Okay. Um, Same old selection. Um, And and there's some old school stores that, you know, this is the tried and true brands or whatever. But if that's the case and those tried and true brands are everywhere, what is special about going into your shop if you have the same thing the guy has it down the street? So we know the number one question asked in brick and mortar is what's new. I always have to bring new things in, mm-hmm. which unfortunately means I have to take things out because you just can't, we're going to put it, right? Um, but changing your selection up a bit, you, you, you obviously hang on to your best sellers, but you bring on new things. You give Indian Motorcycle a try. If you give it a try, and you put it on the shelf and see how it ends up going. It's something to look at. It's something to talk about. There's a story behind it. This is part of the customer experience that happens of having new product that's in there. Um, the, the 
retailer themselves has little experience themselves. And that means they're a hobbyist. They got in because they like cigars, which is a nice reason to get into the cigar business. But now you need some experience, which is uh, merchandising, which could be uh, Take a trip, promotions, learn about events. It. Yeah. Would you uh, say the cigar industry has the most amount of hobbyists as owners than any other industry? Uh, I, I, um, restaurants, there's a lot of that, that a guy's a good cook and he gets into the restaurant business, so that's why it's the number one failing business. Bars, the guy likes drinking. He has enough money, he opens a bar. He doesn't know how to run the bar because... They go likes- into it as a passive income. They look at it as a passive income. Yeah. Where it's a, a absent, you know, like it's like, you know... a. a Backdoor, uh, you know, what do they say, like a, um, a silent partner kind of thing? Yeah. But when it's a business, nonetheless. And then next thing you know, it gets weird. Yeah. So here, here's the last one, and this is the toughest one of all. And this, this is as I prepare to speak at the New Hampshire Tobacconist Association um, golf tournament, is the price is too high. And that is tough because you got to know that the margins are the margins that the cigar has a suggested retail price on. But when you add in New York 75% tax on top of it, and you think this guy is gouging you, he's not gouging you at all, this is the unfortunate situation that he's in, and that these good retailers care enough about forming an organization and fighting in the work they're putting in, they deserve the accolade. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that deserve, okay, support your brick and mortar. But the ones that don't, actually don't Mm -mm. deserve support because they're not helping themselves in any way. So I'm just trying to gear myself up for what their issue is and try to put myself in their situation. Um, They need to do some of these things that happen. Hopefully they're doing those things. And then it comes down to that of price. And those are where I'm going to be asking those consumers that are there, please support these guys that are fighting and working hard to try to save their businesses. They're the ones that you should be supporting and not the bad ones that refuse to do these other things and just take take the ride and say, uh, oh, no, support brick and mortar. Even though I'm not willing to help myself, uh, you should be the one that, that helps me. But right now it's time to for the poll question of the week. Brought to you by Victor Sinclair. Yep, the question of the week is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. Victor Sinclair Cigars, the cigars you won't question. This week we asked if there were two unbanded cigars on the table and you're told to pick one, do you pick the shade or the Medora? Hmm. And I think if we did this experiment in the store, it would be far different than the experiment online. They do it. They do it every day mm-hmm. because they walk into the store and they choose whatever one they want to do. We're smoking the Maduro right now, which I'm loving, by the way, yep. the Indian motorcycle Maduro. But not knowing what either of them would take, 100 percent of the time I take the shade. Nat- a shade. And uh, this morning I grabbed the Habano in between, and you say, Dave, you're going to go for the <laughs> Habano right now? Absolutely. And you know, I just smoked enough of them, whatever. But. Two unknown cigars, I don't know what they Two are. Two unbanded cigars, one Maduro, one 90% Kinetic. of the people that would walk in a store spending money, voting with their money, would buy the shade. And the Cigar Authority listener, reader, disagrees with that. 70% said they would go with Maduro over shade. And what? to let you know, I voted in this too. I actually voted for shade because my palate has changed over the years that Darker doesn't always mean better. Of a, of, a, of a brand that you don't even know what it is. Yeah. That's, that's, that's an amazing thing. So 
you don't have to share it, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. You have three lines. You have Habano, you have Connecticut Shade, and you have Maduro. What percentage is stronger than the other? None. They're even. They're even across the board. It's weird. I was asked that earlier. Honestly, I've done that crunch. It's, hey, okay. it's, 50, it's like 50-50. Really? Okay. I mean, it's like 33-33-30, whatever. Really? It's, it's, yeah, it's weird. I, I, was, I would thought it would be, you know, Maduro. It, no. It's... I thought shade because you always push me on shade, and I brought out shades because of you and many with different ways our relationship. And I saved it for later to revitalize the brand. There's many different angles you look at things, but I thought shade would be nope. There's a Connecticut shade Perdomo because I pushed him for Connecticut shade Maduro. Said this is what you need. You need a shade. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't. I don't like it. Blah blah blah. He did it. It's his number one seller. Of course. Uh, and this happens to a lot of people that end up finally caving in and saying, let me put the Connecticut. When it comes to Debonair, you mm-hmm. finally put a shade out. They break, yeah. And? Yep. And it does great. It does, And it, it did amazing, with- amazingly well. Then it went silent. Now it's it's at a resurgence like you can't believe. So I have to look at the numbers, but it's it's on par with the other ones. Okay. Which, and Maduro did really great. But then Havana, it's weird. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, 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 I've thought that there would be an out, one that's a front runner. No. Okay. No. All right. Anyway, there's a new question up on the CigarAuthority.com on the right-hand side. Just click the Versus segment button. And uh, this week's question, I had a craving for the first time since being on a diet. Uh, I didn't cave, but the question is related to that craving. And I, and I heard that question from my daughter this morning, and uh, she, she's in on the poll already So because it was up uh, actually this morning. Yeah, I put them up Friday, so I could, uh, Friday afternoon so I could print out the results that we're going to share on the show. All right. Uh, Phil, what other brands are you doing besides Debonair and Indian Motorcycle? Is there any future thing that you want to share? Sure. Um, I've been in the business 30 years this year, so I'm coming out with a 30th anniversary to be released soon. As uh, Phil Zangy? It's going to be Debonair, but it's okay. going to have a, my initials on it. It's going to be a very special. All right. It's going to be very special. This year? Trying to... Maybe. Maybe. It's done. It's been sitting for two years. It's it's beautiful. It's okay. probably one of my finest. In the Dominican, that usually means nine months from now. But, <laughs> yeah. um, it is what it is. It, it, yeah, especially nowadays. Of we, You overnighted a package two days ago, yeah. and we still haven't received it. So if That's how it goes. Yeah. Would they say Wednesday? <laughs> yeah. Overnight means, yeah. That's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what overnight that is. That's a fortnight, right? All right. Can you stick around with us? Sure can. Hang on. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, as I said, uh, buying local helps the local economy. But that money is spent in our area over and over again. Somebody in the industry proved and changed the law that they did not want this guy to uh, continue growing his business. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting story. Um, and an explosive cigar returns when we come back. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority Podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar, 
and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Certain general warning cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry 
is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back. We're hanging out with Phil Zangi from Indian Motorcycle Cigars. Uh, he's got a book coming out, and uh, I can't wait for it. And it's not all cigar related. No, no, not it's really. It's your life. It's my life, yeah. Either you like it or you don't like it, it's my life. That's my story. So That's you know, it. Yeah. Nobody can correct you. I mean, I'm just, it is what it is. It you is know? what it is. To turn it into a movie, who plays you? That I don't know. I'm not conceited enough to think about that, but I've actually <laughs> half thought about sorry, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. the problem would be the speed of my speech. Yes, right. And then, um, and, and and the way it is, you know, and that that's the only thing I who could the actors. And then people say, don't be an idiot. People are actors, and they can figure it out. You, you know, know what the speed of your speech is? Is passion. That's what you. I get excited. I'm yeah, excitable. That's yeah. what it is. So you get speed excited of with speech. John Leguizamo. <laughs> he, yeah, I he think can. he could do it. I don't know who that is. So, but then you got to remember, it's not me now. You got to go back to an 18 year old me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, you know, 15, 12 years. Because all through my youth and all through my life. So, what would you tell 18 year old you right now? <laughs> a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of There's stuff. There's a lot to tell him. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, we have a return of a cigar uh, that we did an unbelievable job with. And he was nice enough to give us a uh, another run of it. Barry, what do we have here? Boom. Today's second cigar is the Perdomo Firecracker. It's manufactured in Nicaragua by Perdomo for United Cigars. The size is a three and a half by 50 firecracker, and it features a Nicaraguan sun-grown with a binder and filler consisting of 100% Cuban seed Nicaraguan grown tobacco. A single cigar will set you back $7.49, while a box of 20 is $139.99, which comes out to $6.99 per cigar, which is a savings of $10. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. All right, so that you know that you have a different cigar than you had last time is that the wick on the... Out, is on the outside of the band. Last time it was tucked inside, so now you'll know what version that you have. So that the band is on the outside of it. Mm-hmm. and um, Traceability. Yeah. There we go. So we, we know what version this is. This is a different version that I have not smoked yet myself. I know Barry did. I saw a, a, something on there, Barry. <laughs> yeah, I cheated. You already <laughs> cheated. But um, let's get to it and give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by... Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So, here we go. I'm going to cut. Yeah, I'm going to have no choice, right? Yeah, this time you got to... You don't have a choice whether to keep the... It on there or not. If you want to make it an easier cut, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to take the fuse and slide it upward into the air away from the cigar and then treat it like threading a needle with your cutter. And this way you don't have to cut through that fuse and it'll be a much easier process. Nice. Mm. Nice. So this is a Nicaraguan Puro, meaning all Nicaraguan, mm-hmm. binder filler wrapper. 
Yes, sir. And today we're going to light up our cigar. Oh, you can taste the bourbon barrel aids on the cold draw big time. I haven't done that yet. Let's uh, let's take a quick... You do taste some wood. I 100% agree. The sweetness yeah. is there, the bourbon. And we're going to light up our cigar today with the Lotus Chroma, which fingers fig- features <laughs> a single-step ignition process. The Lotus Vertigo patented big-ass tank. And it features tool jet, two jets with oh pinpoint accuracy. <laughs> drink and I, yeah, I'm, I'm butchering this. Anyway, the Lotus Chrome with $39.99. I'm salivating. I want to smoke the cigar. I can't wait for Jonathan to come back to do this. <laughs> Does Jonathan come back next week? I don't Do we need him? They, I was saying to him. Barry, we, <laughs> we could nice. do a survivor thing. Nice. Vote, I miss Jonathan. We can vote, vote him off, vote the, him island. off the island. That makes yeah. me laugh. Yeah, Raul on our chat room says that Phil should be his permanent relation, uh, per, permanent replacement. replacement, not relationship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that just got weird quick. You just went south fast. Yeah, I love coming on the show with I Dave. need to hit the reset yeah? button. Oh, I love talking to you. You're good. This is, I like talking. I, you can tell out there. I mean, I enjoy it. It's good conversation. We always have great conversations. Yeah. This tastes a little different than the other version. Yeah. It's not a punch in the nose right now. Yet, no. I think. No, on the, uh, on the original one, it, without even retrohaling it, you would feel the pepper through the nose right away. This one, you need to retrohale to get that. That donkey kick. I'm not doing that. On the retrohale. Retro you know, yeah, you, you smell. That's when I taste. Sense the bourbon. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it tastes good. I can, see, I can taste it anyway, so I don't, mm. I don't need to do it. Those that need to do it, do it. <laughs> now, this is available in the store right now. We said when we light Nashua, it up, put Seabrook, it back Salem. at the three stores. Uh, along with stores across the country that, that put it on sale today. They're all set to arrive on Monday. Oh, on Monday. Yes. So, also online... You'll be able to go to twoguyscigars.com. Right on the front page, the rotator will be the Perdomo Firecracker. In the past, we've shared that link 15 minutes early with our friends on MeWe. Unfortunately, this time around, we're not going to be able to do that because last time it was such a quick sellout. But here's a pro tip if you're listening to the show. (laughs) The product's already on the page, so just start hitting refresh maybe at 10-2, and it might be up there. 10 of 10. Yes, Mm -hmm. 10 to 10. 10 of 10. So that's good. Uh, everybody thinks Morality. it's 10 and maybe 10 of 10 if you show up on yeah, time. Yeah, I'm not going to share the link anywhere, but if you look for the Perdomo Firecracker, it's on the twoguyscigars.com page already. You can click notify me. As soon as it goes live in the system, you're going to get an email. Or at uh, 10 to 10, just start hitting refresh, and you might be able to jump the gun. The last firecracker we put on sale, we sold out in seven minutes. Jeez, really? Hundreds of, hundreds. hundreds of boxes. Yeah. Seven minutes. So it goes fast. Uh, this one was out before, but it's Perdomo. It's going to be quick. It's not going to last. Um, Dave. Yes. Douglas Pendleton says that he'd vote you off before Mr. J because you're a Lancero hater. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this, we have a, a, a second show. It's called The Assholes. It, it is on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. And they. For for it's been on for four or five years now, yeah. and they never had me on. And recently they had me on uh, twice, and on the second time it, they would do smoking a Lancero is why they brought me on. And uh, I'm not into Lanceros for a few different reasons. Actually, there was a top five reasons why I don't, I don't like <laughs> yeah. them. One of which is they don't sell. 
You don't make a Lancero, right? Make a petite Lancero, but yeah. Really? It's a loser? No, who, not, no it's not. It, it does okay, but the weirdest thing with Lanceros is the store owner loves them to smoke them themselves, but and they don't sell. They don't sell. They don't sell. No, I'm just not hating on anybody. I'm just, so I, these people that love Lanceros, they don't buy them. Yeah. Because if they loved them, they would buy them, and that would be it. Oh, I love that restaurant. They went out of business. Went out of business because you didn't go there. <laughs> we have a novel in the email of the week in the next half hour that uh, brings this up. We'll revisit it. Yeah. Yeah, they do sell because somebody buys them because they keep making them. But, I mean, do they sell at the levels of what you want sales to e- be? Even some people make them because they get pressured into making them, and then they don't sell. And the manufacturer's like, oh, I got pressured so much into people. The, the Lancero people love to try to push people to do Lanceros, and they do, and they become failures. And they- I did a petite Lancero, and the guy who made me do a petite Lancero was Zach Fatakis, Al Shop, 75 years, Worcester Mass. And they do well, but it's petite. It's not the long, long thing. Yeah. So they do, because people, Corona smokers will go for it. But remember, back in the day, Panatellas were huge. But, but no, who does any of them? No, no one does a Panatella. because they're losers. They don't sell. <laughs> It's, it, I think nowadays it's perceived value. Make a value. Toro. Make a Toro. No, let's be honest. Yeah. Yes. Compared to be what? Compared to one to the other. Yeah. I mean, what, someone, someone can buy one, but when you want something, someone buys ten. That's a robusto. Yeah. yeah. Robusto Toro. That's where it's at. I don't know about you right now, but now I'm getting hit with some cayenne pepper. Yeah. It's kind of like spice the fuse it up. had a little bit of a delay in it. Okay. So someone in the industry. I don't know if you know the story, Phil. Um. Interesting guy, Al McAuliffe. McAuliffe yeah. cigars. You know anything about him? Billionaire. Close to it. Billionaire. Yeah. He made got big in plastics and cattle. Um, silicone. 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 Steel. Yeah. So he, yeah, for the space show and stuff. He yeah. builds his factory of silicone and in, in a no name town in Texas or something, and he's doing really, really good. It takes off. It's doing good. And then he goes before the town and he says, "I want to expand this factory." And they go to the um, local chamber uh, of commerce, cha- whatever. yeah, whatever it is, the the group, and they s- deny him. They deny that he can expand the factory because it's going to take up too much space, or whatever they say their reason is. Uh, they don't want him to do it. And he said, "I'm very, very important to this town, and you should let me do this." And they say no. So he payday is coming up the next week, and he has to go to the Federal Reserve to get the pay payroll because instead of giving everybody a check that week he decided to get the entire payroll in two dollar bills <laughs> two dollar bills millions of dollars in two dollar yeah. bills and he paid everybody cash and everybody got two dollar bills a week later the, the town was inundated with two dollar bills showing the town that i am funding everything yeah. every hairdresser every barber shop mm-hmm. every restaurant Everybody had stacks and stacks of $2 bills, and they had to finally cave in and say, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. I understand what a difference this is. And it's just fascinating to me that this guy ended up figuring that out, and he ended up getting his factory lodged. That was a smart trick. Unbelievable, right? Yeah. Traceability. And they figured out, look at that. Yes. Yeah. How much money am I giving? He had to prove it to them. And, you know, I, I say this story because I'm going to the. New York Tobacconist Association on Monday. Ed's going to come take a ride with me. That's right. Somebody's got to keep an eye on you. Definitely. Here we go. And it's a long ride both oh, ways, yeah. so I, it's going to be fun, and I'll bring cigars and oh, we'll make the best out of it. I hear Chuck Cicero's bringing some food. <laughs> really? <laughs> He's I going, right? Yeah. He is. Yeah. He is. Maybe he'll make us a picnic lunch. All right. Um, 
So I, I have to gear up to try to help these retailers when I get there. And I don't know if they're going to be talking to me one-on-one or whatever, whatever it is. But I look at a story like that to say, okay, you don't look at much of the cigar industry. You know, you know a lot of people in the cigar industry. And we, we, we can say great businessmen, not great businessmen, good customer service, not bad. But I'm going to say that the cigar industry is the most um, – giving to charities and promotional things that they do for things. People come in all the time looking for boxes of cigars. Will you give to our charity? Will you do this golf tournament? Will you do? And the answer is yes, 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 all the time. And every They all do it. They all end mm-hmm. up sponsoring all these things uh, for the Wounded Warriors, yeah, Stars for Warriors. Unbelievable yeah. stuff that ends up happening. They need to see that. These these Because I don't think you, it's not everybody else. It's, it seems so... Cigar orientated, that you go to something and you see a cigar company is the one that does it. Mm-hmm. Cigar manufacturers do it too. Then you end up seeing it happen. So, a very, very charitable industry that's there. Is there something that the cigar industry can do to, to show the value of, yes, not only do we sell a legal product to a person that wants our product that is not driven by children care about this product mm-hmm. at all, at all, but look at the good that happens in, in the cigar industry of the people that are in here and what they do. Fuente does a lot. Oh, my God. He does. I, I give props out to him. I mean, he does for the kids and for education. And he and does for it for medical. the Dominican people. Yeah. And then there's the Aroas that do so much for Honduras. And it's so the, the Nicaraguan foundations that mm-hmm. end up happening. It's unbelievable that it happens. Never known all the stuff that happens in the United States. It's true. This cigar industry is a lot of special people, passionate people um, to help other people. And that goes for even um, retailers that yesterday was the... Um, New Hampshire Cigar Association, and here we were all together. We're all competitors with each other Mm -hmm. and all helping each other and saying nice things, and uh, it's beautiful. It is. It's beautiful, and there's got to be more of that. So, uh, Camaraderie, right? Yes. Um, So, anyway, uh, it's time to take a peek into the asylum right now from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. It's a dog-eat-dog world, and fans are concerned for the well-being of beloved hot dog-eating champ Joey Chestnut after a new study found that for every dirty water dog a human eats, it takes more than a half hour off their life. I'm a dead man. (laughs) In the course of his competitive eating career, Joey has throated 19,200 wieners, which is almost as many as Mr. Jonathan. By this math... Joey Chestnut be disappearing out of photos like Back to the Future, and that's not only insane, it's Asylum. What's wrong with a hot dog? Nothing. Nothing. Is it worth a a half hour? It's not true. It's untrue. People tell me about cigars and say smoking a cigar is like smoking a pack of cigarettes and stuff. It's so not true. It's it's just not true, and this shit comes out. You're in denial. I'm in denial? Yeah. Is this like smoking a pack of cigarettes? No, I mean on the hot dogs. It's bad? I think so. Yeah. All the nitrates and stuff in there, yeah. I mean, if you're getting kosher hot dogs, all beef. I mean, yeah, but I mean, you know what's what, a you nitrate? Seen the, what's a nitrate? It's like a high, 
salt. So salt is bad. It's salt. Yeah, I mean, high-density salts. It's like, you know, it's chemically enhanced stuff. It's like, you know, like MSG and stuff like that. I mean, nitrate, I can't tell you exactly what the chemical composition of nitrate is, but... I mean, it's 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 it, it brings your blood sugar up and it, it can like hide to everything's bad for it. you. Too much water. And no, you but drown. if you're eating like that guy's eating fifty two hot dogs at a crack, I mean, I don't think that's good of anything. Yeah, I mean, you only eat half that many, right? Yeah, exactly. I eat seven at a time. There's seven in a Hebrew, in a pack of Hebrew Nationals. I'll go through the whole pack. Do you bun them all or you just hand jam them? <laughs> I was on a boat. when I was on when I was on Atkins. There was no there was no world buns, but I'm on Atkins and I'm and I'm uh, toasting the bun with butter on it. That's a big decision for me. When you open the pack of of Huber Nationals or Sabrits, do I put them all in? Oh, I don't. I can't. But then I look. Okay, there's there's me, my sons, my wife, right? And I look at it and I'm like, well, they really don't like them that much, so I'm going to eat two. And I don't think I'm going to eat two. I'm going to eat like <laughs> four. So I tell the kids, hey, there's hot dogs. And they're like, yeah, good. And I'm That's like, okay, why you yeah. look like you and me and Barry don't look like you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean but I, I, I'll be honest with you, though. You ever get the ones from Sam's Club, the big giant yes. quarter pounders? I, I, I love them. They're the best. But I always like get like, kind of a weird headache after. Those are. There's so much fat in it, too. Two, two is not enough and three is too many. Right. No. Huh. One's, that's, that's when I got sober. That was the saying that changed my life. Yeah. One's too many and a thousand's never enough. <laughs> one's too many. Yeah, one's too many, and a thousand's never enough. Gary's off drinking yeah. still. Yeah, I haven't had a drink, and mm-hmm. uh, what was I diagnosed three, four weeks ago? So yeah, I haven't drank for three or four weeks. Yeah, how long? Many? How many weeks for you, Phil? I don't know. Can you? I don't. Uh, Seventeen years. Seventeen years. <laughs> yeah. Not a, nothing. No, not a I'm, drink. Nobody likes a quitter. I lost a license. They took my. They took my my license to drink. I, that's it. I, I can't do it. Ah, license to drink. That's it. I'm done. They think they, they were. You've been revoked, sir. Johnny uh, Walker used to send me thank you cards. Put it that way. I'm done. Yeah, Johnny Walker was your drink. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. He used to send me. Hey, Phil, how they, you been? At the golf tournament I was at yesterday, they had a whole thing. All the Johnny Walker people were there, yeah. and they had the mm. whole thing set up, and all these different new Apple Johnny Walker Apple. There's yeah, so many flavored type things. There. Right. There's bands on flavored. Cigars, yeah. and there was so many alcohols with so many. You got cotton candy stuff. I mean, yeah. you remember, but everything we own, eat, not own, eat, has flavoring in it. Almost everything, man, is somehow enhanced or something. And I'm, I'm, I'm honest to God with you. Doing all the flavorings I did with all the blunt wraps and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Everything. I mean, any chip you eat, any food, it's amazing what they put in it. It's, it's like, it's like, it's the flavoring. Natural. It's good. It's not, I don't know what's, you know, but it's, everything's got some enhancements. Even a hot dog? Oh, like you would not believe. <laughs> you would not believe. You know the baloney hole? You've seen a... Yeah. Yeah, what do you think hot dog is? Yeah, It's a small baloney. Yeah. I mean, we're eating... There's, remember, there's grades. We can, get this, we can talk a whole show on hot dogs. I mean, there's so many different levels of hot dogs. I mean, you're talking kosher, frank, all beef are awesome. Yeah, that's what but I like, do. Like, I won't eat Oscar Mayer. I mean... Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. And then when I was in Honduras, they had mortadella, right? Mortadella yeah. to us is like, wow. I'm like, they have mortadella? It's not... That's baloney. I'm like, I get it. I'm like, what is this? Then the hot dogs, like the mortadella, made small. It's almost, it's no flavor. It's like, I don't know what it's beaks and assholes. You know what I mean? I don't know what the lips and assholes. That's, that's, they that's say. what they say. Yeah. Right? You know, Jonathan, he was here. He'd be saying, "Enough with the food already." Can we move on with the yeah. show? Well, he and he won't eat a hot dog but ever. Dave, Tom Criswell points out that you love all stories with money, coins, two dollar bills. I do. He hears you're even now a fan of stacking dimes. Uh, <laughs> you know what stacking dimes is? When you have when you have an ash that okay. looks like stacking dimes. I've never heard that. On That's a good one. It, yeah. I'm, I'm going to use that. I'm keeping that in the All repertoire. Right, stacking dimes. <laughs> All yours. You. Uh, coming up on the show next week, we are talking um, cigar ratings evaluation. Akil from Regis Cigars is uh, going to join us. I don't know if he's ever been on the show before. 
Uh, I think he was on the show once before. Yes. Okay. Uh, September 11th, uh, Dumb Things People Do With Cigars. And we have Brad from J.C. Newman going to join us. Uh, He's been around a lot of cigar shops, and uh, he's got some things to say about some dumb things. I certainly have plenty. Uh, And on September 18th, we'll recap Two Guys' 36th anniversary, which we're having our big party uh, a couple days before that. Everybody's coming to town, and we're giving away a uh, RV Mm. camper thing. Um, And we'll see how that goes and tell you all about that. And I'm looking forward to September 25th, John Garofalo III. Will be joining us, John Garofalo the third. The third. No, my brother was John Garofalo. My father was John Garofalo. This is John Garofalo the third, and he's no relation to me at all. He's in the cigar industry, and he's no relation to me at all. So I'm going to have him on. I had to have him on. It's same same last name, and he says the name completely wrong. By the way, he says Garofalo. Yeah, Yeah. no, which is Garofalo, right? So we'll have him on. So uh, you know, my great grandmother was a Garofalo. You, you know? told me, yeah. yes. We're like fifth cousins, probably. Maybe <laughs> uh, you do. You do the DNA thing? Not yet. I no. don't. You know, I haven't done. I want to. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in. I'm in on that uh, DNA thing. Twenty two so. and me, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting that they get people to pay, and you give them the DNA, and now they have all the information of all the That's people. That's one of the reasons. That's, yeah, yeah. I got a problem with it. But I got it for Christmas or something. But then I always said, well, you know, we'll just put, the, put a different name down. You know? And then they go, no, but that's your DNA. They're always going to find out. Because then they can, if they ever search for you, they're going to go through a DA strain that someone comes back to somebody that's related to you. Then they'll go find you. Yeah. They, right? They've caught That's how they fought that guy. They, fought, they, they finally fought the, 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 the Golden State Killer. Did you see that on Netflix, the whole series? Yes, yes, I, I come did. in the dark. Yes. It's going to blow your brain out. Yeah. The girl ended up killing herself in the end or whatever died. And they find him. Yeah. He was an old man. Lived, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I come in the dark too. My life won't let me put the lights on. <laughs> God, <laughs> I what? No, don't, 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 don't do yeah, it. Just let it go. Don't take the bait. Yeah, don't let take it go. the bait. Garofalo, don't do it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's good. Okay. All right. So, what do you think so far of the Perdomo Firecracker? This is built. It, it did not stop. Pow. No, there was a there was a delay, and then it was that boom. Now, it, now yeah. it's a. So we talked about Yasaga being probably a six, and I would say this is a nine. Eight, seven, eight. Strong, yeah. solid. It's, it's always but solid. Yeah. You can jump in with Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would go eight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were but other solid. firecrackers that were stronger, uh, but this is a solid eight. It's a good cigar. This is actually a really good cigar. For Pudo Nicaragua, yeah. none of that ammonia or bitterness. No, it's, oh, it's no. really Well-aged. Yeah, Well-aged well. tobacco. All right, let's go to break. And when we come back, uh, we're going on the road. The Cigar Authority is going on the road, and you're invited to come with us. We'll tell you about that. And the Cigar Authority cookbook is on the way. I'll tell you about that, too. And Phil's in it. We're live in the Toscano <laughs> Sound Stage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Drew Estate is commemorating 10 years of Undercrown with the global release of Undercrown 10, a bold new ultra-premium addition to Undercrown's current premium lineup of Maduro, Shade, and Sungrown Expressions. To celebrate the brand's anniversary in 2021, Drew Estate is getting all decked out. A tagline that denotes Undercrown 10's elegant packaging and reinforces the pride of Undercrown's 10 years of excellence. The new sophisticated packaging is surpassed only by Undercrown 10's complex, rich, and bold blend 
of ultra-premium aged tobaccos that include the highest priming of Mexican San Andreas dark wrapper, the very finest broadleaf binder from the Connecticut River Valley, and a tripper blend of select and rare Nicaraguan tobaccos. Pick up an Undercrown 10 today. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Hi, this is Nestor Miranda from Miami Cigar, and you are listening to The Cigar Authority. And we are back, hanging out with Phil Zangi from Indian Motorcycle, smoking the Perdomo Firecracker, available Monday morning at 10 minutes to 10, for you listeners out there. Mm-hmm. 10 minutes to 10, but 10 o'clock. Yes, if you start hitting refresh at 10 to 10, they'll probably say 
add to cart. Okay. All right, good. So uh, I briefly told you a little about the Cigar Authority cookbook. Uh, they told me that it is printed and on the way to us. We should have it hmm. uh, next week. Uh, should be in hand to be able to show you. And Phil Zang is in there. Thank you for participating in Thank it. Thank you for allowing me to. So we got 120 pages in this. Uh, and um, the Cigar Authority panel, we all have uh, something in there. Uh, what did you do? Sancocho. It's oh. like a typical Dominican like stew. It's, it's really good. All right. And uh, guys like Tommy Grella, who originally mm-hmm. started the Cigar Authority with me. And uh, he, he was a big part of the reason for this because there was a lot of talk of food in those days because he's a chef himself and uh, he would bring food with him. I remember and, that. Yeah. 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 Uh, Gentleman Chuck Morrison's in there. Even Old Fart Freddy has a recipe oh, yeah. in there. It's pretty funny. Uh, Comedian Tony V's in there. Um, the girls and guys on the Ashholes, uh, yeah. they're all covered in there. Um, even some of the biggest fans here on Chef, Cigar Authority. Chef Chuck is in yeah. there. Yeah. So uh, last week we had Rocky Patel. He's in it. Uh, Michael Capellini. Um, we got sports celebrities. We got all kinds of people in there. And all the money that comes in is going to Ironstone Farms. Ironstone Farms is a place in Andover, Massachusetts. It's a horse farm that helps children with special needs uh, to learn how to walk and talk. Isn't that, isn't yeah. Um, they have um, a kid there that never spoke ever autism. He went there. He went over to the horse, and he started talking to the horse the first time voice ever came out of him. Really? Yeah. Some crazy things that they end up saying. Um now they've created a veterans home there, and they have 30 veterans that will go there. These are traumatized veterans, uh, and they'll be together with them, and they stay, I think, for three months, and then they switch them mm-hmm. out after that. Teens at risk, um, adults with um, special needs can benefit, even elders. It helps with their memory. Lots of good things can happen. We're going to give 100% of the proceeds that come in to them, and... Um, Hopefully, we can give you information on that uh, next week of how to do that. So uh, thanks for everybody who t- participated in it. And then I'll be thanking you guys for uh, buying the book when it comes out. So it's time for the uh, emails. Yep. The email of the week is brought to you by Monte Cristo Cigars. And this week, you're going to get two rocks glasses, a Monte Cristo pen, a Monte Cristo lapel pen, and a Monte Cristo pocket square. And our first email comes from Vincenzo Picaro, and it's his subject is a twist on a boring question. He's an Irish kid. <laughs> All Irish. He's from, He's from Southie, right? I've been asked by friends and family, what's your favorite cigar on numerous occasions? I have a different answer every single time. It's a boring question, and no matter, and no different than asking a person what their favorite song is. The answer will change based on an incalculable amount of variables. Make it interesting. While I doubt it could be a segment on the show, it'd be fun to hear the authorities' cigar picks for various outrageous scenarios. Consider this for an example. What are you lighting up when Mr. J's next lover is actually a woman? There could be a lot of great conversation with this. Thanks for the show. Stay safe. Okay, that's Vincenzo. So we're going to pick... Three emails we're going to listen to, and you got to pick your favorite of the three, and that's who's going to win it. Okay. All right? So that's, so you heard that. That's, that's one. That's Vincenzo, and it's his favorite cigar. Okay, we have number two. And this one comes from uh, Andreas Zeppel, and the subject is Lanceros. 
And uh, the purpose of this email... I know where this is going. <laughs> the purpose of this email is to provide and request some clarity around the contentious cigar Vitola called the Lancero. Before I start, as a Canadian, I feel I first must apologize in case I offend anyone, as this is not the intent. My two points are... The reason a Lancero has a stronger influence from the wrapper leaf is due to the overlap. The same size leaf is used as with bigger cigars, and I don't necessarily think that's true. It's not. So he's saying that the Lancero is stronger. Yes. Which is the opposite. I'll make the argument opposite because the Vitola is so thin, in order for it to burn, you have to take out the Lajero. Or or a... the wire of Lijero is the prevalent. The wrapper is stronger because there's less tobacco and filler, and you're going to get more taste of wrapper. Yes. Yeah, and the wrapper is going to be milder. <clears throat> I mean. Unless you put a strong wrapper well, on exactly, it. Exactly. That's strong? it. I mean, if you put a real dark Havana on there, it's going to be strong. Yeah. And the wrapper's right. cut down to size. You're not of using course. the same size you, you, as on no. a 70. Of course not. Yeah. No. And uh, he also adds, recently I have heard Dave spew regarding Lancero. This, this is the guy being not confrontational but okay go ahead how can it seem too small in his hands and such my question to you is do your hands magically shrink when you smoke a toscano i have hands akin (laughs) to the crusher from the old bugs bunny cartoons and they have never felt as you do smoking a dainty cigar it's all about the flavor remember besides one of the most masculine characters in the old spaghetti westerns smoked the same dainty cigar it is all about the flavor and there's not enough flavor in it so that's why I go there, but okay. And that's uh, from Andrea uh, Zeppel, and I tend to agree with you. I mean, I like the Lancero because of the and size. that's another Italian guy? Uh, he's from Canada. He might be French. Oh, okay. Could be. Yeah. There's a lot of Italians in Canada. A lot of Italians in Canada. Listen, you want to buy all the buy all the Lancero you can. I don't know what to say to you. Order them online. <laughs> yeah. Go to Two Guys Smoke Shop online. By everyone we, we have. We have a couple, and they're not huge sellers. That's all I can say. And we, and I'm just not going to get caught up in buying a whole bunch more. <laughs> and the last email comes from Jim Vellucci, and he asks, how much of a good thing is too much? I've been smoking cigars for almost 50 years. I started with a few of my buddies as seniors in high school. At first, we smoked R.G. Dunn's from the drugstore, then upgraded to Garcia Vegas in plastic tubes, <laughs> 40 cents each, as I remember. Back then, there were only a few cigar stores around. I don't remember having smoking lounges, but you could still smoke in the old guy bars. Uh, I originally started shopping from catalogs when the internet, and then the internet when it became available. But my place of purchase now is a local brick and mortar with a smoking lounge in the back. Good. My question is, how many cigars do you smoke per day? For all the years I've smoked, I'm good for only one a day. On some rare occasions, I may have two. I enjoy everything about the one cigar, the feel, the taste, the smell, the flavors. And then I'm satisfied and done for the day. What's the deal? How many is too much? How many is too much? I have to refer to Ed Sullivan because he is the champion of the amount of cigars. I think if you keep it under a box a day, you're good. Under a box. Yeah. But, and, and I got into some of this of, of smoking smaller cigars, but not necessarily Lanceros, but smaller cigars because you get to have all this variety during right. the day as opposed to eating a giant steak and that's all you could eat and that's it. Instead of have little cigar snacks all yeah, day, little snacks all day. Um, what do you average? You think average eight, eight a day. Nat, 
is a customer, right? <laughs> that's that it. is a customer. He's earned his spot here. That's the whale. The that's one of the whales. He is. <laughs> yeah. He is. He's been there many times. Hey, it's one thirty-eight p.m. Already on my fourth. One, two, three, four. I'm on my fourth. Yeah, right? you're going to be close to that. I'll have one on the today. ride home for five. I'll have one before dinner is six. I'll have one after dinner is seven. And if I happen to be at my friend's fire pit, it'll be two after dinner. So it could be as many as eight today. Yeah. You'll probably go at least six, though, if you're already at four. four. I'm going to go at least five. I'm yeah. not done. No. but You're not nearly done. No. Don't be a quitter. The question is, how many on Monday? Oh, well, there's over six hours of driving. The power smoke. Yeah. Be I'm six to eight every day. Yeah? yeah. Like clockwork. That's not with a cigar authority. But it depends. I mean, if I'm watching series and... Stuff like that at night. I mean, okay, it was one cigar, but if I by nine by my nine inch by fifty, like that's that's one cigar, right? Yeah. I mean, in the factory, you puff oh, all non-stop, the time, nonstop, like nonstop. Like, you don't even count it because you're smoking. Some I don't of even it. know. I don't even know half the time. Honestly, right. I really don't know. Yeah, yeah. But I'll leave cigars. I'll leave it. Blow through it. Leave it. Come yes. back and smoke that. Unfortunately, it's something like the trade show. Oh God, that's, uh, that's I go brutal. through so many. It, it's ridiculous, uh, but I have to. The guy, you go over to his booth. Oh, mm-hmm. I want you to try the cigar. You're not smoking much of it, but mm-hmm. it, it may be fifty in a day, literally. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have three emails. All right. We have. What would you smoke if Jonathan was actually a woman? And the answer is uh, Viveros, the uh, Cuban cigar that uh, Nelson Alfonso designed the band that oh. looks like a uh, VJJ. Yeah. Um, so that would be the answer to that. But I think we could do a City Slickers type segment with this where you name the meal and then the pairing, pairing of the cigar. The Remember City Slickers? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jack Palance. Yeah. And he says, uh, hot dogs and beans. Don't waste my time. Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got Andrew Zeppel shitting all over you about Lanceros. Yeah. And Jim Vellucci uh, with how much is too much. I, I like the first one. Me too. Yeah, I like the first yeah. one too. I think we could do a All nice right. half hour segment with that. I don't yeah. even have to vote. Okay, so we'll do that and save that for a segment possibly. So that's Vincenzo. Vincenzo, all Italian, I think. Uh, huh. mm-hmm. yeah, Vincenzo, we- if uh, you're listening to the show live, I'll shoot you an email on Monday to get make sure we have your current address and I'll send out the uh, winnings to you. All right, the after show is a podcast we do on Wednesday. We do it immediately after this show. You want to come on to this, too? Whatever you want. I'm All right, here. it's a short 20-minute thing uh, as soon as we get done with this. Uh, the biggest comebacks in the cigar industry, and you mentioned in it, because you were kind of out, and you make a comeback, and there's a bunch of people that have done it yeah. over there, so we're going to talk about the biggest comebacks in it's the cool. cigar industry. It could be the cigar brand. It could be the manufacturer. It could be... The cigar itself, it can be the person, it can be anything. So we'll do that. But right now, it's time for the Ask the Dawn by Don Raphael Cigars. It's time to ask the Dawn. (laughs) Why do you come to me? Why do I deserve this generosity? Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. When, when did I ever refuse an accommodation? Don Raphael cigars are premium cigars. And as a reasonable man, I'm willing to do what I was necessary to find a peaceful solution to this problem. Mellow and smooth. You can act like a man! What's the matter with you? Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Raphael cigars. 
That sound like Don Corleone at all? Not no, at not all. Not at all. <laughs> so this week, the question of the week is... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mushmouth Larry. <laughs> Are lighter colored cigars always milder than darker cigars? No. 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 All right, done. Ba- back in the day... <laughs> back in the day, it was... <laughs> And then all of a sudden became not your grandfather's Connecticut's. Right. Yeah. They made full-bodied Connecticut's. And Maduro's back in the day tended to be sweeter. Yes. And then they decided to make them stronger. Right, because everybody right. perceived darker as stronger. Of course. So the manufacturers started feeding into that. It was the, my, one, one of the things, Super Fuerte, I came out with in the 90s. You know, that was that push towards. You box know, press. Box was press. That was a big win. Yeah, that killed it. But that, that's when it was that... The palettes changed drastically during the, the boom. So those are the old brands. You own them. Mm-hmm. Can you bring back Indian Tobacco? And, and with those? working with Indian Motorcycle, I have the brand because it's under that they own it. They own the trademark, but they just don't want to put it out. Really? Because you know it's still. If you look Boy, at, we'll the talk 90s. about nostalgic brand. Holy True, shit. but then you look at the nineties, the names. I can't. You can't use those names now. Tabahawk. Uh, Chief, stuff like that. You know, people yeah. might. You know, you know what I mean. And I thought about it too, and I'm like. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I look mean, what happened with the Washington Redskins. Remember the Gorilla? You were, you were so early on with that. So you're talking about it. That, that was made by the shout out to the Reyes family. I've been working with Fufi Reyes. I work with them now. Yeah. Thank you very much, Nerica. Augusto, all the great people. Jean Michel, the guy who runs the factory. My brother, I love you. The, um, they've been, I've been making cigars with those people for forever. That's why I've been doing it with them. I made the Cameroon Legends. We did all that in, wow. in the 98 in the DR. Since we kind of took all the eggs in one basket thing, you know, we went there and did some business with them. Yeah, yeah, and it was they were good. The gorilla that was the that was the uh, Cameroon legend and all that stuff. And yeah, yeah, ahead of its time. The packaging was ahead of its time with all mm-hmm. the color and everything that went on it. You won lots of awards on it and stuff. And what won a lot was the the, the Indian with the, the the lemonade on top. Yeah. Right with you know the burgundy for the Maduro, you know the the bright yellow, sun bright yellow, yellow, yeah, yeah, that stuff for the classics. It was standout boxes on the shelf of all brown, and all of a sudden and the TP, remember the TP box? I was yes. at that right angle and a TP, like you did that kind of things. But you yeah. couldn't, no, everyone hated them because you couldn't stack them. No yeah. store owner liked them because they were that weird pyramid. I mean, the angle, you know. Yeah, but we all remember it. It was, it was great stuff. Uh, love to see it come back on that stuff. Uh, Living nostalgic and all that stuff. All right, here it is. This is the first time I'm going to report this. So my, this is a mock your calendar type of thing. If you stayed on the show all this time to hear it, uh, this is it. Um, the Cigar Authority is hitting the road. It's the ultimate trip to the Perdomo Cigar Factory in Nicaragua, hosted by Nick Perdomo himself. Join the crew of the Cigar Authority. Me, Mr. Jonathan, Barry, and Ed, we're all going to Nicaragua, and you're invited. The date is February 15th, 2022 to February 20th, 2022. It's five days long. Normally, those uh, are four days long. Mm. Oz needs to be five days long because we have to do the show on the Saturday. Right. And we're going to do it live from the floor of the rolling facility. Nice. Never been done before. Uh, we're going to do it February 15th through February 20th, 2022. It's a complete travel package, five nights hotel, four nights in Managua, two nights in Managua, and three nights in Esteli. So we're going to get there. We're going to stay one night in Managua, and then we're going to drive three hours or so. Two and a half, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> to Esteli. We'll stay there for three nights. Then we'll drive back to Managua and spend one night there so we can wake up in the morning and jump on the plane. 
Now, Dave, do we get guns, or that's only Honduras? That's Honduras. All right. This is, this is very safe. Um, you have all your food, your three meals a day that are going to go on, and Barry and I will be there. We'll be sure that there'll be more than three meals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, beer, soda, water, all included. Cigars, all you can smoke. Uh, transportation throughout Nicaragua. Learn everything about how cigars are created from the seed to the smoke. It is a serious educational thing. If you think you're going to go there and just hang out, it's not the it's not the one for you. There'll be hangout time every single night, but uh, they got these rocking chairs and stuff, and everybody sits around, and we have a few hours uh, every night. But other than that, it's like getting schooled for sure. Uh, Ted, you're going to see everything. Ted Hughes wants to know if you have to bring your own toilet paper. You don't. That, that's included, it's too. It's included. Okay. Toilet papers. We can bring 26 fans with us. Um, so it's a 30 people max. It's us four plus 26. Um, I'm not sure of the price or anything like that. It's, it's really a um, mark your calendar type of thing. But we will fly out Tuesday February 15th to Nicaragua, arrive in uh, Managua and stay there for the night. We'll travel on bus on Wednesday morning, the 16th, uh, to Esteli. Uh, we'll see some stuff there, but really on Thursday morning, we're going to hit the tobacco farms, and it's all tobacco farm day, uh, the seeds, and all the way through there. We'll hit the factory on February 18th, that's Friday, and on Saturday, We'll do the live episode of the Cigar Authority uh, before heading out to Managua after the show is over. And then we'll fly back on the 20th, and you'll be home on the 20th night. So you're gone um, from Tuesday and home on Sunday. So I know everybody's going to reach out to me. How do they buy into this? It's not for sale yet. Yes. Just mark your calendar. Request the time off from work if you're lucky enough to be selected because there will be more than 26 people looking to go. So we'll have to figure out a way to, to pick 26. But as They're we get going to end up contacting the travel agent of Perdomo yeah. that handles everything, and we're going to be left out of this thing. So it's not going to be like we can't help you in any way mm-hmm. when – but it's going to be as soon as this thing happens, mm-hmm. if you want to be part of it. Again, strongly urging you to understand that this is not a, you're going to go there and you're off on your own and doing it. It is really well developed all the way through of what it is. And it's kind of a little like going to school. I mean, you're going to go there and it's, you know, okay, I'm going to pick you, you guys up at 6 a.m., uh, we're going to have breakfast, and then we're going to get on the bus, and we're heading out, and that's right. it. And at, at 6.30, if you're not on the bus, you're gone, and you're left behind, and you know we move on. And there, then you there's get- no tests, though, like school, right? Or do you have to take a test? You know, I think there was a little diploma at the end of this oh, thing nice. of um, <laughs> that, that we ended up getting. I think there was a diploma at the end of it. It's awesome, and I've been to a lot of factories. This one is an all-inclusive, everything you would ever want to know. Uh, and Nick himself is going to be there the whole five days and be with us from uh, picking us up at the at the plane and uh, dropping us off. So uh, nice. thank you to the Perdomo folks for allowing us to do this. Looking forward to it myself, and I've done it twice um, recently hmm. in, the, in the past few years, uh, but done it many, many times over the years. He keeps growing, so each time I go there, there's something more for me to see as it goes on. And, and uh, you just see everything. You see everything from um, handling the seeds all the way through uh, the end. They, they, have, um, they grow worms and stuff oh, on yeah. the ground. I mean, the craziness that ends up happening. So uh, 
That's it. You have it on there right now. It's time for the Classic Three-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Something to write It's on. time for this day in classic history, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable <laughs> cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. Okay, this is the closest without going over, Phil. You're going to write this number down as you, you're guessing what year closest without going over. I have three questions, and I have four tiebreakers <laughs> just in case. So it's starting with Ed Sullivan, who's our champion, then we'll go on to you to, to ask you the question. But think about this as, as uh, I'm saying it. UPS, the United Parcel Service, is founded by James Casey in Seattle, Washington today. What year was that? UPS, United Postal Service, was founded by James Casey in Seattle, Washington. Today, what year was that? Write it down. What do you got, Ed? 1957. 1957, he says. What do you say? 1951. 51. I have 41. 41. Everybody is over, so no points are awarded. 1907. Jeez. 1907. Took them a while to get going. There we go. So now it's over to you first. Mm -hmm. Jack Black. Movie actor. He was born today. He's the producer and musician and nominated for Golden Globe Awards for Best Actor for School of Rock. Other movie credits were High Fidelity, King Kong, Saving Silverman, Goosebumps, Tropic of Thunder. You know him, Jack Black. Of course. What year was he born? 1972. 72. 67. 67. I had 1970. 70. 67. We'll take it, Barry. It's 69. One point for you. Barry gets a point. He's on there. One question left. If you get two point, if you get it exact, you get two points. It's mm. over to Barry. The first Subway sandwich shop opens in Bridgeport, Connecticut today. What year, Barry, was that? 81. 81. First Subway sandwich. 1974. 74. Let's say 1979. Everybody's over. 1965. 1965. Ugh. One point for Barry, who was our new champion. With one point. With, With one, one point. point. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Martin Luther King, I Have a Dream. Mm-hmm. Did that today. Really? What year was that? 65? 68. 63. Okay. You guys are all over on everything, yeah. huh? I'll be there. The Jackson 5 was released. 70. 70. Two points. Oh. Uh, let's get it on. Today was released. Marvin Gaye. Marvin right? Gaye. Yeah, that was a yes. Seventy. Sixty-seven. Seventy-three. Seventy-three. Yeah. And uh, carbonated soft drink, Pepsi Cola, introduced today in nineteen fifteen. Eighteen ninety-four. Eighteen ninety-eight. Yeah. Ooh. Pepsi Cola. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of lot of stuff happened today. A lot a lot of inventions. So besides your. Um, Phil Zangi anniversary? Yeah. I have the Indian Motorcycle 120th anniversary coming out, too. Okay. Is it actually Indian Motorcycle 1901? It's 120 years old. Okay. Coming out with a special product for that, yeah. So there's an Indian Motorcycle and there's a debonair. And a debonair, yeah. I got that. And then also with my book, I'm 
going to bring out something special when I do that. Yeah. As a cigar. As a cigar. Okay. Yeah. So the book is? One Long Day. One Long Day. The Phil, the Phil Zangy story. Exactly. And the movie rights are available if anybody wants to get that. Yeah, they can try. They can they, come talk yeah. to me. They can talk to me. <laughs> and that kind of stuff. I just want to say, you know, hello to my wife. I love you. My sons, my daughter, the Reyes family. Thank you for everything. My partner, Leo Reyes. Of course, you, all the fine folks out there. And just thank you very much for be, keeping me relative, there you know, go. all these years. It's lovely. It's all beautiful. Right. And, and your son, Phil, is going to school here in Boston. Right in Boston, yep. yep. So maybe you'll come visit more often. I'm gonna, I want to, yeah. yeah. I would have more because he's been home all this time since this, you know, the COVID stuff. Right. So. And, yeah. and is he going back? Is He's going back on September 4th. All right. Yeah. We're right up here. And if he wants to come up, we, he can come I'm up. A, he will. He loves you. You know that. All right. Yeah. He come up and uh, we'll interview him and see what it's like to be uh, the son of Phil Zang. That would be classic. Yeah. <laughs> There's a movie. There's a movie <laughs> right there. Because doing right in the book, I mean, he's, they're listening through the window while I'm talking and stuff. And there's some freaking crazy stuff in it, you know. There's some yeah. racy addiction and drugs and drinking mm-hmm. and all that stuff and i've been sober for years but i mean i'm not pulling any punches you know and I, my son's like come and talk to you me you get shot yeah i've been hit nick twice and i shot myself once oh well, you <laughs> shot yourself in yeah. the foot yeah exactly in the foot just all like right shot in the foot just like the saying there so, we yeah. go hop along case at each right there we go there we go hey, dave the whiskey miser appreciates the early heads up on the perdomo trip right. because then he can get divorced by then all right Okay, whatever it takes, right? <laughs> whatever it takes. All right, thanks, everybody, for listening. We're gonna, Phil's going to join us on the after show, right? Yes, sir. Next week, uh, 10 years ago, uh, British Branca drops what he's doing to create a cigar brand for himself. Uh, today, after t- uh, today, after 10 years, he is an overnight sensation. Akil from Regis Cigar joins us next week live here on the show. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Barry, say the Jonathan thing. Oh, yeah. If you've learned anything in the last two hours, you are the Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.